So the dad was pissed. He was really pissed because he thought the coach lied to him. And the email was very cold. You know, it was very matter of fact. It was basically like, we've completed recruiting uh, for your son's class. Like, good luck. And so what concerns me in those situations and why he came to us was I'm more worried that he's going to get delusional recruiting syndrome, one of the symptoms of it, from this experience. Because one of the symptoms of it could be uh, mistrust. So he, he was pissed because he thought the coach lied to him about his son because he said, I've got other emails and we're engaged with other coaches who are at the same level. One is at the same, in the same conference and they haven't closed their recruiting classes yet. So what, what concerns me in this situation is I don't want the dad or the player, right? Because delusional recruiting syndrome can be contagious. I don't want the dad or the player to take one data point one inaccurate data point, I'll, I'll explain to you in a minute, one inaccurate data point and make a judgment that college coaches aren't going to tell you the truth or college coaches are lying to you or they saw something in your son and just weren't you know, honest with you about it. They didn't have the, you know, the guts to say it. So I had to break this down for him. Now, I'm going to break it down for you the same way I did for him. But this comes down to windows of visibility. And this is, this is um, uh, the, our next killer. What are we on here? Killer number three, killer number four of the killer number three, right? So this is recruiting killer number three, time, 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 time. I'm repeating it for emphasis, <laughs> time. If you want to spell recruiting success, T-I-M-E, time. Remember in, the, in that movie where Tom Hanks gets like lost on the island? He worked for FedEx. If you ever saw the beginning of the movie, they, he throws the timer up, like the countdown timer up. You should have a countdown timer up. And you should start that timer early. I'll come back to that in a second. Let me talk. We're going to talk about those windows of visibility and time. But first, let me go back to this dad. See, because windows of visibility and time are, there's one part that's your job in opening the portal as early as you can as early as eighth grade, or if you're opening the portal late, making sure you're working with someone who can open, in both cases, you should work with someone to open the portal for you. But um, uh, you know, but if you're late to the game, you need someone who's really skilled, who can deal with the coach that can open, open it for you, okay? So when it comes to these windows, there's time on your side when you have to act. But then there's a time frame on the other coaches, on the, on the other side, and that's the coach. So we talked about the life of a coach, right? So day to day, their life is all over the place. Now, how do coaches handle that? Variably. How do coaches execute that? Variably. How do coaches communicate? Variably. How do coaches manage their program, their team, their marriage, their family? Variably. Variably. Now, here's where I had to go. This isn't the first one, but because of the story, you know, I I always joke with baseball coaches. Anytime I do like a coach's clinic or something like that, I do a lot of them. And, um, you know, sometimes baseball coaches want to appear to be too smart than they are. And we get credit for being a little smarter than we are, right? Because we're kind of put in this position of power, right? We have a uniform. So if someone's dressing us, right? So we always kind of look put together, right? But at the end of the day, we're all two minutes away from being gym teachers. 
and and I was I was that's where I was going I was I was a substitute gym teacher that's what I was working towards and so with that analogy I want you to understand that you can probably remember if you think back now to your high school days right there was probably the gym teacher who was like you know starched a uh, golf shirt tucked in wind pants you know seam <laughs> seem uh, cre- you know ironed you know and and white sneakers and you know buzz haircut and just whistle right class started at this time ended at this time you did three laps push up right and then you had the gym teacher who shut up six minutes late for class and his you know he had his, his baseball cap backwards and he had mustard on his shirt that said like 1972 you know <laughs> county county champions and and you know he's got sweatpants he hasn't washed in a week so that's gym teachers that's baseball coaches we don't get that world of them very often but i'm going to tell you there's some baseball coaches who are buttoned up and perfect and they run a great program and then and they could be successful or sometimes in that restriction they can cut off success and then there's there's coaches who are just so ridiculously disorganized but they're really good with players or they're really good managing and they could be successful too now in this case with the dad I knew that coach and that coach had a military background and I'm going to, I told him that coach, he's the reason why he's done with his recruiting and the other people aren't, he's not lying to you. He's done with his recruiting because of who he is. He's early. He's efficient. He's diligent. He gets it done. He moves on. He's the first gym teacher I described. Now, the other guys are, are anywhere in between, right? So take the far end of the gym teacher with the mustard on his shirt, and then you could place every other coach in, 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 in that realm. So time frames and windows of visibility are different for every single program. Now, they're different for every single program, even at the same level, even in the same conference, even in the same state. I can tell you here in New Jersey, um, there's a bunch of Division One schools, and I, I will tell you that the resources of each program are not equal, despite some of them being in the same conference and at the same Division One level. Now, so within the levels, you've got varying degrees of what we talked about before. Resources. Does the coach have the financial resources in the program to recruit or to hire someone to, on the staff to recruit? or to recruit beyond your region, to go to showcases, to travel? Um, does, the re- does the coach have the staff already that's going to recruit and keep that system, you know, and run that system for them? Do they have the time? A lot of coaches, you would be amazed at how many coaches in baseball are not full-time. They're given the appearance of full-time, but part of their full-time job is like, if you took their, their job description, baseball coach would be at the top, and then like they maybe have to teach a class at the school, or they have another job in, within the athletic department or, or something like that. You would be amazed. You would be amazed. I, I'm willing to bet there are power five schools where coaches have additional responsibilities in the school. And some of those responsibilities could be you know, teaching a couple different a couple classes, which is a lot. Or, or you know, being assistant AD or whatever. So those windows are so important because we can't predict them. We don't know them exactly. We can get a sense of them, 
You know, so like I, I can get a sense of a school's what a school's time frame might be because um, you know just looking at the program and looking getting an idea of the resources. But you can't. You it's no. There's no science to it. So if there's no science to it and we can't get some, we can't get it exact. What we have to do is we have to open the portal early. We have to maximize this window of visibility. And so this is what we talk about is creating a wide lens and a long lens. So the long lens is we want the coach. Well, first, let me talk wide lens. The wide lens is we want the coach to see everything. Remember recruiting stopper number one where we saw the, the, the coach didn't see everything. The coach only knows what we communicate to him. So we want to widen that lens so they see everything in your player. One of the biggest things I do for my clients, but one of the biggest things that tips the scales in their favor, especially when it comes down to them and another player, or maybe uh, them and a player that might be slightly better than them. So if we have a player that's slightly better than my player, but we've given that coach a wider lens, right? So think about it like this. Let's just, let's just do it in miles per hour. Let's say you got a pitcher who tops out at 90. And my guy throws 87. And let's say baseball-wise, you know, right-handed, whatever. They've got all the, the same baseball stats. But if the comparison ends there, at 90 to 87, then it's real, it's real clear who to take, right? The coach just takes the pitcher who throws better. And there might be feel and stuff like that, right? So this isn't, this isn't you know, I'm... I'm, I'm I'm making a generalization here, but but generally, if if things are kind of equal, he's going to go with the player that's that's better right now. But but we don't. I my clients don't compete on an equal playing field. No way. I don't do that. We have an unfair advantage. We always will have an unfair advantage because I'm going to cast my players in a wide lens, so the coach sees everything, and then we're going to open the portal and we're going to give that coach a long look at it. So now what happens is you're not comparing 87 miles an hour to 90 miles per hour. You're comparing 80, 90 miles an hour to 87 plus leadership, 87 plus, um, um, you know, hard work, plus dedication, plus great teammate, plus makes everybody around him better, plus solid academic, not that plus that. So now the coach is looking at two uneven measure, measurements. We're looking at one guy who is just showing miles per hour. So now you've got a very, that player has a very narrow window of visibility. Then my player, my client, has cast a wide and a long lens. So the, so the coach has had a long time to look at everything of that player. Now he's comparing apples to oranges. So now, is that coach willing to sacrifice three miles per hour to get a great teammate, great leader, solid kid, hard worker? Has, has recommendations that he, he gets better at every level he plays at? How else would a coach know that? My clients... We communicate it to him because the coach only knows what we communicate to him, not what he's going to find out. It's not his job to find out. It's not his job to chase you down. It's not his job to recruit you. It's not his job to make your dreams come true. It's not his job. It's his job to win baseball games and put a representative team on the field. And he's going to go with the players at the end of the day that win him baseball games. And if only given an option between one metric of 87 to 90 miles per hour, he's going to take the 90 kid. But he's trying to put a good program, win games. I'm, I'm going to put my kid up as the guy who's going to help him win games a hell of a lot better than just someone who throws three miles an hour harder than him. So I have kids who are, are players that are not as good as other players that are getting recruited over them because we casted a wide and a long lens. Time.
time. Now, so we talked about the restrictions of a coach. Um, now, one of the problems that of, of this time is that, you know, like we talked about the portal. The portal is not open. The portal is not open early enough, and they're not on the watch list early enough. Now, I don't want to scare anyone that's late to the game. So, this job is really easily done if we're starting early, 8th, ninth, 10th grade. The earlier, the earlier we can get it, the better, because the learning, you could take longer to learn it in 8th, ninth grade. You can be prepped and ready to go by the time the end of 10th grade comes, and that's where it really the rubber meets the road, is there's that crucial like 18-month period. But what, what I don't want is a kid who comes at the start of that 18-month period, um, and we got to do a we got to do a, a crash course. It, we can do it. It's it's doable as long as it, as long as that we have that time. But it's better if it's longer. Now I don't want to scare off someone who's late because it can be done. It can be done late, and we can still cast a wide lens in the length of time we have. So if you're a junior or you're a senior and we don't have a lot of time, what 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 I do with my players and, and my clients is okay. We need to really quickly cast a wide lens on you because if you are an 11th grader or 12th grader who's still searching around a school hasn't seen the best of you yet so it's 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 an easy process in that i know what's missing and if i know what's missing in what's missing is not problem to me in what's missing from the recruiting is opportunity for me so if i had two runners one runner that has poor mechanics, another runner has perfect mechanics, and they both run the same time, I can point out all of the flaws of the first runner. But the first runner has more opportunity than the second runner. So as a coach, mechanical flaws, that's an opportunity for me to coach and make this kid better. So in this, if you're late to the game, 11th or 12th grade, that seems to that, that is that is opportunity for me because I know if you're in that situation that you have not casted a wide lens yet. And that's what we need to do. So the fix is easy, right? Fix is easy. Look, it's going to take work, right? But the fix is easy. Now, um, the, the, other, the other thing with time and data, like we, we talked about, there's no real data on the different windows, how they open and how they close, right? But, what, but in the absence of data, we know what we don't want, Right? And sometimes that can direct us better. So we know what we don't want. We don't want a short, narrow lens. We want a long as we can get and a wide lens. So even though we can't accurately predict when these windows open and close, we know what we don't want. And so if you know what you don't want and we know what doesn't work, we can see it and create a different outcome, create a different plan accordingly. Okay? Um, I'll tell you the last thing in this is um, t- the, the two things that sometimes get in the way of time is waiting around to get into a narrow window. So I hear players all the time, well, we didn't reach out to coaches because we had that showcase coming up in two months. We wanted to wait to be seen there. Well, you just wasted the most valuable two months, the most valuable resource in recruiting time. You just blew it. You just blew it. <clears throat> what what my players do, my, what we do with our clients is, if that kid is going to some kind of a camp, uh, I you know preferably a college camp or something like that, even if it is a showcase camp and he wants to go, man, you know what we're going to do before that? 
we're going to start casting a wide and long lens. So a lot of times gets wasted because they're waiting. They're wasting long lens, wide lens time waiting to go into a camp that's got a really narrow lens. So not only are they in the worst, um, uh, the worst time for distinction in that, in that small and narrow window, or that short and narrow window, they're also losing time where they could have opened it. And so they're wasting time to go into a really, uh, a really bad way to be evaluated. Um, and then, then the last thing um, I, I would say too, uh, I, we talked about watch list, but the last thing is in the communications. So if there's like the one thing that players come to us for is, is in the scripting of the communications and that we're able to look at the communications and come up with a strategy for them in how they communicate. A lot of players waste a lot of time in follow-up. Because first of all, most don't do follow-up. All don't do follow-up the right way. And nobody does it the way my players do. Nobody. And so what I know, one of the things that we rest on really, really comfortably is that my players, if my player is going to get to a school or it's head-to-head with another player, or like we said, we have a kind of a, a, a wide lens, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat their lunch on follow-up. My players will eat another player's lunch on, on follow-up. And my players will either get to the schools that they want to go to and they'll get that attention, they'll get that wide, long lens, or we'll get a fast no and move on. But what we're not going to do is burn the most valuable resource in recruiting. We're not going to sit around and wait and hope, and we're certainly not going to send follow-up communications that are just terrible. Terrible. I've never seen a good one. Kids have sent me one. I, even the ones that, that, that my players write Right, so my rule is if you're a client of mine, no communication goes out the door without me looking at it. And I, I correct probably 95%. Very, very rarely is there one that's like, that, that looks good, send it. But I, it might even be like 99%. I, I haven't really kept track of it. But there's always a tweak to be made. And in this... Um, in this process, is it, it also signals to the college coach. It signals to the college coach organization. It signals to the college coach diligence. It signals to the college coach the seriousness that you bring to this decision. So again, now it comes down to you and another player. Or it comes down to you and a player that's better than you. But that other player has done nothing to signal how serious he is about college. So nothing to signal his organization, communication. Because that signals to a coach, this kid's got his act together. This kid runs a tight ship. Guess what? The way you interact with the coach during this process, that's how he thinks you're going to be on campus. So now, let's say it doesn't come down to you and another player that's equal talent. Let's say it comes down to you and a player that he thinks might, you know, might be disorganized and might not be able to handle the workload or campus life or whatever. Sometimes it comes down to simple organization and the simple effectiveness of a communication that tip the scales. Remember we talked about earlier that coaches will see things, hear things, and feel things about a player. And what, it, what a coach feels about every single one of my clients is that kid's got his act together, that kid is serious, that kid knows what he's doing, he understands the weight of this decision. When he gets on campus, I'm going to get a man and not a little boy. I'm not going to have to worry about him. Remember, the, the, remember what a co- college coach's day looks like? 
He doesn't want a player that might add more to that day. He wants a player that, that he can bring on campus and say, like I said, that is, that is a man and not a little boy. And that's what we signal from the start of the process on. Hey, it's Paul Reddick. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I want to let you know I have a new book out specifically for baseball dads. And I would love for you to check it out. You can go to baseballdadsbook.com. All the information is there and a pretty good discount for our podcast listeners. So again, it's baseballdadsbook.com. Thanks.